0: Okay, friends, good morning. One last, uh, segment on Bior Tefillah, Gateway to Tefillah. Here we have, uh, today's email. Again, if you'd like to subscribe to get the Marmakai Mois to your inbox, to get updates on the Shurim, please go to rabbidg.com and you could subscribe. The Shurim on Tefillah are sponsored by our dear friend Rabbi Sala Rose and family, the Nishmas, his brother, Tzvi, Ben Levi Yitzchak, shama okay. okay, we're continuing in the bracha of Ahava Hmm. Let's see. Um, this comes from uh, the Sefer Ion Tefila of Rabbi Schwab. <coughs> And Reb Schwab has a very interesting uh, take, and on and on the words Avinu Malkeinu, Ba'avar Avesenu Shabbat Chuvacha, Ba'talamdim Chukay Chaim, Kein Tachaneno Samdeino, Avinu Av Harachaman. The same, Why do we ask Hashem to fulfill the words of Salmud The answer is, is because we need to convey the following point. You know, many people, I, I would say that, you know, Baruch Hashem, even though with all the Yeridas Hadayrois, but there's also, um, in a way, Ahsher Dara. We live in an educated generation. But you have Jews who, you know what their perception of Judaism is? They think the whole thing, it's just superstition. Judaism is superstition. And it's sort of, they observe the law, and not that that doesn't have value. It does have a value. But still, it says in Perkei voice "Loyama oretz chasid." Rav Schwab says he remembers when he came to America, a woman came to visit him on, on Pesach. And uh, it, Rav Schwab discovered that how did she get to his house? She came in a bus. Oh, she came in a car actually. And she parked a few blocks away from his house out of Der Heretz, And, uh, his Revit greeted the woman and she presented to her a piece of chocolate that was under the supervision of her broyer. And the woman said, you know, Slicha, I'm sorry, but, you know, she has a Kabbalah from her mother on Pesach, we don't eat chocolate. Now, this woman, she ate Chazer last week. This woman ate Chazer Treif. But she knows from the altaheim you don't eat chocolate on Pesach. You know, you could have people, no, you can't drink Coca-Cola on Pesach. Why not? Because they didn't drink Coca-Cola in Europe. Uh, they won't pay you on time. Because, you know, paying is only a mitzvah dair You know, so it's not that important to pay a worker on time. But, to uh, not to drink Coca-Cola, chas on Pesach. First of all, Coca-Cola, even if it's probably not even Roy Lachilas Kelev, I mean, if you pour it into a car, it would erode the interior of a car. So I don't even know if it needs to, uh, to be kosher La Pesach. But, by the way, that's a joke. No, by the way, not all jokes necessarily reflect the uh, outlook of Machon Magad Harakia. They're just, you know, humorous. Anyway, um, anyway, so the, here you have a woman. She is not observant. She doesn't keep kosher. She doesn't observe Shabbos. But what does she keep? She doesn't eat chocolate. Why? Because you know it's superstition. So to her, to this woman, what's Tyra? It's just uh, it's a superstition. It's like this hocus pocus. I mean, I'll tell. I remember a story. I was once uh, uh, in some capacity through in, in my Rabbonus. Um, there was a there was a woman, wonderful lady. I don't think she was that educated. She would come to sell the chametz by me. And to her, the selling of the chametz was a very, very spiritual endeavor. So I'll tell the lady, okay, I'm here. Take this pen. Lift up the pen, and you appoint me to sell your chametz. So I remember the the woman took a deep breath as if she was about to, um, you know, meditate and perform this very elevated and um, supernatural experience. She lifted up the pen like she was, I don't know, shaking a lulav. Because she didn't realize, you know, Lady, this is a legal transaction over here. You're, you're making a Kenyan. This is not a holy activity. But what does she know? Why does she sell the chametz? In her mind, she does, because that's what her grandmother did. So is that Judaism? Not really. Not really. What it is, is Torah. But it's not Talmud taira. It's un- Educated Judaism. In any event, you know, you have people they get into certain parts of the davening. They don't really know what it means. Let's say, okay, I'm I'm not going to get into too much detail. Because you know, in their minds, they associate that part of davening with something that their grandfather did, or the. But it's not based on Torah knowledge. It's based on superstition. Therefore, we cannot suffice with that. And we say, We need to understand not just the Torah, the learning of the Torah. It has to be based on education, knowledge, study. Otherwise, it's just superstition. Rabbi then we say, Illuminate our eyes in the Torah. I'll just tell you something very personal. You know, we have this say there, davar It's something I always wanted to do, to try to find the connection in the parsha to the time of the year. I could never even imagine the gold mine that we would discover in every parsha. And it's not like, you know, it's not like I never learned the parsha before. I'm not completely unlearned. I, I went to yeshiva in my life, I spent many years in yeshiva. And yet, this year, when we're learning the parsha, it's on such a higher level, I could never even imagine in my life that we would discover these things. So what is Hashem doing? He's illuminating our eyes in the Torah. He's showing us as much as you think you knew, you didn't even begin to scratch the surface. So we ask Hashem illuminate our eyes in the Torah. Rabbi Yisai, this is so powerful. Just like when it comes to the physical universe. In every generation, God endows man with a much more sophisticated and thorough understanding. The way they understand the human body today, or the way the cell operates today, or the way the organs operate today, is so much greater than 20 years ago, or even 10 years ago. Why? Because God continuously opens up the eyes of man to understand the world. But we ask Hashem, we know that the Torah is much more sophisticated than creation, because the Torah is the blueprint of creation. And therefore, Hashem, we ask you, illuminate our eyes in the Torah. The Gemara compares learning to a baby suckling from his mother. Just like the more the baby suckles, it's more tasty, it's more delicious. So too, the more we delve into it, Rav Schwab says, he says, look at the Mepharshim, the Ramban, the Svarno. A person would say, okay, after the Ramban and the Svarno, you know, what could Rav Shamshin Rafal Hirsch come up with now? There's nothing left. What could the Malbim come up with now? What could the Nitziv come up with now? Look at this wonder! The Malbim uncovers worlds and worlds and worlds and worlds on the Torah, even though you would have thought Rashi and the Ramban and the Baliyah and the Rachayim didn't, that, you would have thought they've uncovered everything. No, the Malbim has a voluminous composition on the Torah, and so does Rav Shamshen Hirsh, and so does the Natsiv. And Rav Schwab says this explains the words of the Navi in Yeshaya. The Novi Yishayi says, voracious. Hacharoshim shimu v'haivrim habitu Who is this talking about? The deaf here. The blind see. Who is this referring to? It's referring to who's the blind person? My prophets. Who are these wholesome people who are deaf and blind? These are the great Sadiqim. The Navi continues, When Moshe Abenu was 120 years old, he was avi Hanavim. The Torah testifies on him. Of anyone who ever lived, he's the most faithful. When in year 120, you know what Moshe said? You've only begun to teach your servant. That who is like you? That at age 120, the greatest man who ever lived said, God, you've only begun to show me your greatness. You know, we think already, you know, I'm uh, I'm 30, 40, 50, 60, 70, 80 years old. I already learned a lot of the Torah. Are you as great as Moshe? No, no, I'm not as great as Moshe. Well, let me tell you something. Moshe at age 120, in the pinnacle of his greatness, he said, God, I've only begun to scratch the surface. Or even the prophets, the more they see, the more they see they don't know. The more shalem a person is, the more he recognizes that he has nothing. Why did Hashem do this? Hashem wanted to give room to every generation to become great in Taira, to have more chidushim in Taira. Like the statement of Chazam, Every generation uncovers, discovers, disseminates Taira more and more and more. And we say, Rav illuminate our eyes. Don't think only to the great Iluyim and Gaoinim, they could be mechadesh something in Torah. Every single Jew has a share in Torah. And when a person engages in learning, his eyes could be illuminated, he could have a good question and answer, and a great Talmud Chacham could say, Hey, I can't believe it. I never thought of that. Says Rabbi Schwab, I remember many, many times the amazement I had when I heard a good question or a wondrous answer from a beginner. I can't believe it. He said, I've been learning my whole life and this whippersnapper comes along and he asks the question or he gives an answer. It's because every Jew has his chilek in Tyra. Now, we continue. We say, Attach our hearts to your mitzvahs. That we want Hashem to be a person's heart to achieve the light of the mitzvahs. Because every mitzvah that a person does after learning is on a much higher level. Because he understands so his mind and his heart are connected to the mitzvah. It's not enough to do mitzvahs. A mitzvah that comes when a person knows the halacha and is educated in that in the subject is a is a much different level of mitzvah. Not only the doing of a mitzvah, like eating matzah, but even carefulness from not eating chametz. And we have elevation not only when we make kiddush. Even when we don't do malacha, we have elevation. But another meaning of the libein mitzvay secha is that in order to be careful in the observance of mitzvahs, it has to come with Torah knowledge. There, It is impossible to observe mitzvah correctly. There is no way to fulfill not tzitzis, not tefillin, not brachais, not berches not shmira shabbos. There is no mitzvah that a person is able to fulfill properly unless he knows the halacha. So that's what we say. We say, Ribbonisham, please teach us, lahovin, lahaskil, lishmaya, lilmaid ulalamed, in order, vidabik libenum mitzweisacha. Now, we say, Viachid levavenu laahav oliyyar shemecha. Designate our hearts to love and to fear your name. What do you mean your name? We should say to love and to fear you. viyachid levavenu laahav oliyyarah. Lach, what's your name? Your name refers to Hashem. But we cannot understand the reality of Hashem. No mind could comprehend God's reality. Our relationship with God, the way we bless Him, the way we interact with Him, is how? Through the way God is manifest in this world. Like our sages say, the whole Torah are the names of Hashem. Okay. Now we say, Hashem, designate our heart to love and to fear you. Livaveinu. What do you mean Livaveinu? It should say libenu. There's an extra vase there. What does it mean What's Is it the word lev or is the word levav? Very often heart is referred to as levav. Why? Levav means two hearts. The answer is we all need to have two hearts. We need to have a heart to love Hashem and we need to have a heart to fear Hashem. A Jew doesn't have a heart. A Jew has lavav. Just, I can't believe it. You want to see the hashgacha HaPratis? This presentation of Rab Schwab now is on the Akedah, this week's parsha says, Avram Avinu has one son. That son, God says, is the only way for him to have continuity. But then God comes and says, I want you to kill your son. So Avram Avinu elevates, magnifies his love for God more than his love for Yitzchak. And he brings him as an offering on the mizbech for an oilah. Says Rav Schwab, I heard from the great Goin, Rav Michal Hakoyen Farshlanger, who by the way was a student of the Avnei Nezer. And he's buried in Baltimore. I think it was just his yard site this week. A Hakoin farshlager. He said, Every word of God creates a world. Like we say, Bidvar Hashem by the word of God, Shamaim Naasu, the heavens were made. So when Hashem says to Abraham, ez bincha, take your son. That created a new creation. You know what the creation is? That Yitzchak was a son of Avraham. He was always his son. But when God said the words, your son, it created supernatural unity and love between Avraham and Yitzchak in an unparalleled way. So it, now it's almost impossible for him to kill him. And then he said, your only son. And that also created supernatural longing and connection to his son. And when he said that you love, if God said the words that you love, the love that was created between Avram and Yitzchak was unparalleled. Lane <laughs> shir. Because it was a beriah chadasha from the words of God, asher ahavta. And then when God said, but I want you to take him up as an oila, this is an unimaginable nesayayin. But Avraham still, despite all these worlds of fatherhood and love and unity that he had to Yitzchak, his, his love for God prevailed. So probably in history, nobody loved God like Avraham. That's why Avraham is called Avraham Ayavi. And then God turns around and He says, Okay, don't touch him. Don't touch the kid. Avram Avinu said, Yeah, but you told me bring him as an oila. So Avram says, Can I, I just give him like a prick? Can I extract a droplet of blood? I mean, you told me to bring him as an oila. What's going to be with those words? The mouth says, Don't touch him! Until Avram lifts up his eyes, and he sees an aisle and he brings him as an oila, to be the mitzvah of Hashem. What does God say? Oh, wow! Atta yadati kirei alekim Now I know you fear me! Interesting, he doesn't say now I know you love me. Because God already knew he loved him. The fact that he brought Yitzchak up, despite the fact that God created this feeling of fatherhood and love, so God knew from the fact that Abraham brought him up to the Akedah that Abraham loved God. But now that Hashem said, don't do it, and Abraham's saying, yeah, but what do I do with the mitzvah? There's a mitzvah of the Halei What do I do? What do I do? He was worried. God says, now I see you fear me. You were afraid not to do the mitzvah. What do we see from here? That someone could be on the highest level of love, and it doesn't mean he has fear. I know people like that. Boy, do they love God with every fiber of their being. But they sin sometimes. Well, I know people, they'll never sin. But they don't necessarily love God. A Jew has to have two hearts. live livaveinu. I never even realized this. Two hearts. One heart to love Hashem and one heart to fear Hashem. That's why we say... Illuminate our eyes in your Tyra. You can't love God and you can't fear God if you don't learn Taira. Because if you don't know what Hashem wants, you don't really have love. Really? Really. Whatever feelings you think you have, they're just nostalgia. It's like, you know, people are longing for their old neighborhood where they grew up that's not, then your love is just a, fe- a fleeting feeling. You can't really fear something unless you know what it is, unless it's a reality. If you don't have Torah knowledge and you're not studying Torah, you can't love God and you can't fear Him. And this is a preparation for Kriya Shema. Because when we're Makabel, the yoke of Hashem, We have to do it out of love, Ahavta Yis Hashem Lekecha. We also have to do it out of fear. We say it Be'ema Be'irabaresa Suvazia, like at on Torah. And at Matan Torah, Vayecherad Kala Amashar B'Machana, the 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 people trembled in the camp. And on the other hand, they had to make boundaries because of the great longing the Jewish people had to connect to God. So just like Amat and Torah, it was Ahava over When we come, when we approach to say Shema, Shema has to be with love and with fear. So we prepare ourselves. V'yachid levaveinu le'Ahava olira And the way that we come to Ahava and is v'ha'er eneinu b'sayr secha. So this is Reb Schwab's really majestic and beautiful approach and understanding to the tefillah of illuminate our eyes two hearts, we have to have two hearts for Av and Yura. and this is the preparation for our Kriya Shema thank you very much everyone have a wonderful Shabbos